Hello. Right, I think we're live. Oh, good. There's five attendees. Good. Okay, that's good. Sorry, I had a bit of a <clears throat> forgot how to do it, <laughs> how to set up a meeting and stuff. But we're here now. Yay. Okay, right. Today, what are we doing? Genesis 14 to 16. Yes. Okay. Right. Shall we, uh, shall we read God's word together then this morning? At this time, Amraphel, king of Shinar, Arioch, king of Elessar, Kedoralamur, king of Elam, and Tidal, king of Goim, went to war against Bera, king of Sodom, Bersha, king of Gomorrah, Shinab, king of Admar, Shem Shemabah, king of Zobim, and king of Bela, that is Zor. All these latter kings joined forces in the Valley of Sidim, the Salt Sea. For 12 years, they'd been subject to Kedorlaomer, but in the 13th year, they rebelled. In the 14th year, Kedorlaomer and the kings allied with him and went out and defeated the Rephamites, sorry, the Rephites in Ashur, Ashtaroth, Koranaim, the Zuzites in Ham, the Emites in Shavah Kiriathian, and the Horites in the hill country of Seir, as far as Al Paran near the desert. Then they turned back and went to En Mishpat, that is Kadesh, and they conquered the whole territory of the Amalekites, as well as the Amorites who were living in Hazaron Tamar. Then the king of Sodom, the king of Gomorrah, the king of Adma, the king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, that is Zor, marched out and drew up their battle lines against, sorry, they drew up their battle lines in the valley of Sidim, against Kedolima, king of Elam, Tidal king of Goim, Amraphel, king of Shinar, and Arioch, king of Alassar, four kings against five. Now the valley of Sidon was full of tar pits, and when the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled, some of the men fell into them, and the rest fled into the hills. The four kings seized all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah, and all their food. Then they went away. They also carried off Abram's nephew Lot and his possessions, since he was living in Sodom. One who had escaped came and reported this to Abram in Hebrew. Sorry, this to Abram, the Hebrew. Now Abram was living near the great trees of Mamre, the Amorite, a brother of Eshkol and Anar, all of whom were allied with Abram. When Abram heard that his relative had been taken captive, he called out the 318 trained men born in his household and went in pursuit as far as Dan. During the night, Abram divided his men to attack them and he routed them, pursuing them as far as Hobar, north of Damascus. He recovered all the goods and brought back his relative Lot and his possessions together with the women and the other people. After Abram returned from defeating Kedalama and all the kings allied with him, the king of Sodom came out to meet him in the valley of Shiva, that is the king's valley. 
Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was priest of God most high, and he blessed Abraham, saying, Blessed be Abraham by God most high, creator of heaven and earth, and blessed be God most high, who delivered your enemies into your hand. Then Abraham gave him a tenth of everything. The king of Sodom said to Abraham, Give me the people and keep the goods for yourself. But Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I've raised my hand to the Lord God most high, creator of heaven and earth, and have taken an oath that I'll accept nothing belonging to you, not even a thread or a thong of a sandal, so that you will never be able to say, I made Abraham rich. I will accept nothing but what my men have eaten and the share that belongs to them who went with me to Anar, Eshkol and Mamre. Let them have their share. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield, your very great reward. But Abraham said, O sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless? And the one who will inherit my estate is Eliza of Damascus. And Abraham said, You've given me no children, so a servant of my household will be my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to him. This man will not be your heir, but a son coming from your own body will be your heir. He took him outside and said, look up at the heavens and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. Abraham believed the Lord and he credited it to him as righteousness. He also said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to take possession of it. But Abraham said, O sovereign Lord, how can I know that I shall gain possession of it? So the Lord said to him, bring me a heifer, a goat and a ram, each three years old, along with a dove and a young pigeon. Abraham brought all these to him, cut them in two and arranged the halves opposite each other. The birds, however, he did not cut in half. Then the birds of prey came down on the carcasses, but Abraham drove them away. As the sun was setting, Abraham fell into a deep sleep and a thick and dreadful darkness came over him. Then the Lord said to him, know for certain that your descendants will be strangers in a country not their own. They will be enslaved and ill-treated for 400 years, but I will punish the nation they serve as slaves and afterwards they'll come out with great possessions. You, however, will go to your fathers in peace and be buried at a good old age. In the fourth generation, your descendants will come back here, for the sin of the Amorites has not yet reached its full measure. When the sun had set and darkness had fallen, a smoking brazier with a blazing torch appeared and passed between the pieces. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abraham and said to your descendants, I'll give this land from the river of Egypt to the great river of the Euphrates, the land of the Kenites, Kenizzites, Kadamites, Hittites, Perizzites, Rephites, Amorites, Canaanites, Girishites and Jebusites. Now, Sarai, Abraham's wife, had borne him no children. But she had an Egyptian maidservant named Hagar. So she said to Abraham, the Lord has kept me from having children. Go sleep with my maidservant. Perhaps I can build a family through her. Abraham agreed what Sarai had said. Agreed to what she said. 
So after Abraham had been living in Canaan ten years, Sarai, his wife, took her Egyptian maidservant Hagar and gave her to her husband to be his wife. He slept with Hagar and she conceived. When she knew she was pregnant, she began to despise her mistress. Then Sarai said to Abraham, you are responsible for the wrong I'm suffering. I put my servant in your arms and now she knows that she's pregnant. She despises me. May the Lord judge between you and me. Your servant is in your hands, Abraham said. Do with her whatever you think best. Then Sarai ill-treated Hagar, so she fled from her. The angel of the Lord found Hagar near a spring in the desert. It was the spring that is beside the road to Shur. And he said, Hagar, servant of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? I'm running from my mistress, Sarai, she answered. Then the angel of the Lord told her, go back to your mistress and submit to her. The angel added, I will so increase your descendants that they will be too numerous to count. The angel of the Lord also said to her, you are now with child and you'll have a son. You shall name him Ishmael, for the Lord has heard your, of your misery. He will be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be against everyone and everyone's hand against him. And he'll live in hostility towards all his brothers. She gave this name to the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me. For she said, I've now seen the one who sees me. That is why the well was called Beer Lahai Roy. And it's still there between Kadesh and Bered. So Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abram gave him the name Ishmael to the son that she had born. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore him Ishmael. There we go. That is uh, the reading for today. Um, yeah, that was, that was pretty cool, wasn't it? Because we had the word of the Lord coming to Abram in chapter 15, and then the angel of the Lord coming to Hagar in um, that last chapter there, chapter 16. Um, which is both uh, encounters of Jesus. Oh, and in chapter 14, we had uh, Melchizedek. Um, so bringing out bread and wine in the presence of Abraham's enemies um, because the king of Salem, sorry, because the uh, the king of Sodom was there, isn't he? Yeah, so that was, that was three chapters and three Jesus appearances this morning. That's pretty cool, isn't it, for a Friday? Um, I, I did. I said this, and you can't move for Jesus in Genesis. He pops up in lots of different ways, which is uh, quite amazing. Um, and he's for those who are ill-treated and driven away. And he's yeah, he wants to bless Abraham, uh, which is cool because we're his children, and he's intent on blessing us today as well. Brilliant. Hey, have a good Friday. <laughs> I'm hoping to go for a run. That's why I'm wearing the older Clifton kit. It's a bit outdated now, isn't it? Josh Clark probably wouldn't be too happy about that. But all right, lots of love, guys. See you Sunday morning.